Someone asked me the other day, what social media groups am I in? Like podcasting groups on Facebook um, to keep getting my guest speakers, to which I answered, I'm not in any. So the next question was, yeah, but how do you keep finding all your guest speakers? And the truth is, they just appear on my social media. Now, <laughs> call it the universe or the law of attraction or I don't know, but they they genuinely just appear on my social media and I connect and follow with these people. It's I know it sounds like madness, doesn't it? But it's the truth. If I'm thinking, all right, do you know what? I really want new energy. I want to meet somebody new. I want to meet somebody inspiring. I'll, I don't scroll a lot. I'll scroll a little bit. I have a huge love for that box of people you may know. Click on it. And then I follow people for a while, connect with them, reach out, I'd like to say, and offer them the opportunity to come on the podcast as a guest speaker, which is exactly what I did with today's guest speaker, Grace. I found Grace through people you may know. It's like, oh, who is she? Little did I know. Grace is heavily connected to people that I know, but I've never met Grace and didn't know Grace. You'll find out a little bit more about that shortly. So I clicked on Grace's page, which is the Shift Workers Coach. That instantly hooked me and I was like, ooh, what does she do? And as I started scrolling, the reels were hilarious, but not just hilarious, informative, relatable, massively inspiring. Grace is an ex-police officer who now is a go-to coach for shift workers. That's right. If you do those crappy hours of night shifts, earlies, lates, your body clock's all over the bloody place. And then when you get home in the evening, you feel completely deflated and just unmotivated. Grace is the go-to person. She's helping give people a better life and also reach their full potential mentally and physically. We all know what it's like if you've worked shifts, when you go into the workplace and somebody's brought in a bloody family-sized bag of Maltesers or their old Christmas biscuits that they don't want and you just can't stop yourself. You're like, oh no, I'll just have one. Oh, eight later, shit. Grace gets it. She completely gets it. She's transformed hundreds of shift workers worldwide and runs an online program with her partner, Lydia, called More Life Academy. Now, I really highly recommend you follow Grace on social media. She's on Instagram. She's got thousands of followers. She's absolutely paving the way to help people who are working those shifts to actually see that there is more than just those crazy hours eating chocolate and and feeling like crap. Because let's be honest, well, if you've been driving a police car all day or an ambulance all day, you've maybe had to deliver some horrendous news to other family members. How do you actually get home and compute that and then feel motivated to exercise, to eat healthy? Grace is the go-to coach at the moment. This is a wonderful conversation because Grace actually walks the talk. She speaks from the heart. She's very honest. She's very raw. She's been there, done it and got the t-shirt. Not just the fact that she was a burnt out cop, but she was also herself very overweight, which when you look at her page and you see the before and after pictures, it doesn't even look like the same person. So if you at the moment are feeling a bit deflated, and I honestly mean this, whether you're a shift worker or not, this lady has got so much drive energy. And do you know what? A great sense of humor that you do not want to miss out on this episode. I have not edited any of this. I'm just leaving it the way it is. It's a fabulous conversation. I loved every minute of it. I hope you do too. Mel. Yummy mummy. Geriatric mum. How the f*** did that happen? 
Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace and today, as I've already mentioned, is one of my favourite days. It's guest speaker day. I am so grateful to have this lady who is coming on as a guest speaker today because, as I will tell you in a moment, I found her really randomly. But first of all, I really want to introduce you to Grace. Morning, Grace. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, you're more than welcome. Right. So, Grace, I actually know Grace's sister and I actually worked with your sister. So not, not directly, but that's not how I actually know Grace, which is quite interesting because you and I, this is the first time you and I've ever actually met, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) So listen to this. So I was scrolling on the loo, like you do. (laughs) Pretty classy. (laughs) Everybody does it. And you know, when it comes up with people, you may know, I'm obsessed with this bit, people you may know. And I was like, who is this woman? Let's have a look. And it was literally your page, the shift, the shift workers coach. That's what it came up with. And I was like, the shift, what is that? The shift workers coach Click, clicked on it and then started scrolling through. And I was like, wow, who is this woman? A police officer? What's going on here? And then I started following you. And this is before your sister's wedding. Right before yeah. your sister's wedding. So I was already following you and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's have a look at who this lady is. And I had no idea that your sister was Tish at this point until <laughs> Tish posted all of her photos of the wedding on social media and sat on the loo again. I was like, oh my God, she's, and she was stunning. I mean, oh, she, she looked, looked beautiful. Yeah, oh my God, she looked amazing. absolutely stunning. So I was like, oh my God, Tish. And I was like commenting, like, oh, you look amazing. You look amazing. Look amazing. Saw a picture of you and was like, where do I know her from? <laughs> Brilliant. And then like, like literally start clicking on pictures of me. <laughs> like, who is, like, who is this woman? I'm, I know this woman. Who is Grace? Who is Grace? Oh, Grace is Tish's sister. All right. So, and then literally went through, I don't know where I went through all your photos to get you back to, holy shit, it's the woman from the shift workers coach. <laughs> That's how I found you. <laughs> That was amazing. That was brilliant. Oh, and then I sent you a message and was like, oh, hello, please don't think I'm nuts, but I used to work with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually knew your voice straight away when you actually sent me that message on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, I know this voice. And then when you said who you were, I was like, I used to listen to your show. Oh, amazing. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad you did. Honestly, I really well, makes me feel like I was talented. <laughs> <laughs> So I really want you to share your story today, Grace, because like I have followed you for quite a while now. I just think it's wonderful. Like the law of attraction in the universe is crazy how it connects people. I just think it's mad that I used to work with your sister for so many years as well. And like you and I have never met. So 
yeah, it was just meant to be 100%. So you were a police officer. I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us your story about how you started because work that you do now is you work with so many people. It's incredible. And right now, people that are listening to this episode will be like, the shift workers coach, what does she do? What does she do? So yeah, please introduce yourself and tell us about how you got started and what it is that you do. Yes, well, so I did shift work for about 15 years. Um, I did children's homes. Uh, for about seven then I went into um, the NHS in mental health and then from there I went into the police uh, and did four years in the police Um, and it was while I was actually a police officer that before I'd started in in the police I I had quite a good relatively good routine Um, I'd already lost quite a significant amount of weight Um, I'd lost like five and a half stone um, and I'd got myself into oh my god I'm so sorry I don't mean to interrupt you yet but looking at you now you are so petite I can't even imagine you being I was a size 20 yeah yeah I'm so sorry but I just have to explain this because Tish which is Grace's sister is like a small Polly pocket isn't she she's like really petite she was a gymnast I remember she was a gymnast Mm -hmm. And you could literally put it in your pocket. I and but you honestly look the spitting oh, image geez. of her, but brunettes. <clears throat> so I can never imagine you being any different. Yeah. Oh God, we were chalk and cheese. Like we, we still are pers- like certain personality-wise, like we're, we're chalk and cheese, but we were chalk and cheese growing up. I was like, I looked a bit like Bruce Bogtrotter when I was a kid. <laughs> I swear I to love God. Matilda. <laughs> My grandma has got a, uh, a video and she loves to get it out every now and then. And I, I, I'll, I'll literally send you a screenshot of this um, this image. I look like Bruce Bogtrotter on the, and I'm eating cake as well. Um, but yeah, I was um, I was the the chubby kid. Yeah, I just Do you know what food. this is why you and I get on. So I was the same. I was a size twenty two. Yeah. yeah, and everyone was oh like. My God. I was huge and um, my nickname was Fat Sal. That's exactly what I was called, Fat Sal. (laughs) Fat Sal. I mean, (laughs) that was it. Bruce Bogtrotter and Fat Sal. Fat Sal. I mean, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid we'd met sooner. (laughs) We'd have enjoyed cake. (laughs) I'm sorry to have interrupted you. So carry on. Yeah, Yeah, so obviously I'd, I'd already kind of, lost the way and it was actually a holiday that I booked with Tish that that spurred me on um so I remember being the weight that I was and um Tish had asked me to go we were going to Zanti I think like on a club 1830 holiday years ago um and she'd asked me to come and I was like oh my god like the thought of this is just no I can't do it uh so I just went down every single wrong route that you could possibly think of I think I ate minestrone soup and minestrone soup only um it was like the most horrendous way to lose weight I think I lost two stone in the a space of weeks it, it was like I lost a drastic amount of weight very quickly so before we went on holiday I'd lost two stone and then when we came back I continued and it just kind of carried on and carried on and carried on um obviously started swimming first because that was the only thing I could do at that size I wasn't really able to do much more didn't have a clue about the gym or anything like that then lost a bit of weight. Then I joined a circuit class. Uh, so I started to swim and the circuit. And then years later, actually joined a gym. Then from there, got a PT. Then kind of learned how to strength train. Lydia was actually my PT. Oh, can I just say, Lydia's actually Grace's partner. So, so that's yeah. really lovely. So Lydia was your PT yeah. then. And that's how you guys yeah, met. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's how many years ago was that? 
that was uh, coming up six years, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So um, she was one of the instructors in one of the gym classes. And then I was like, mm, I want some one-to-one with you. So I went up. <laughs> I went up to the PT board and got a number and um, yeah, the rest is history. I think oh, I only paid for two sessions. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> up there for thinking, down there for dancing, my love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and That's then, yeah, brilliant. I just kind of felt like the feeling that you get from being strong and, and seeing the changes that you get in your body, it, to me, there's nothing that can replace that. Um, and I just saw the changes that I was getting mentally and physically because I was always really low in confidence I never really put myself forward for things I was just because Tish is so as you know she's very out there she's very bubbly she's very like you know we'd walk onto a park as kids and Tish would be doing backflips onto the park and I'd just be like waddling behind her um, and that that's that's just like how I always lived my life I just never really had that confidence to put myself out there and once I'd started at the gym and I'd uh, I'd done like two photo shoots and the confidence that I was like the momentum that I was building from there it was just like something that I'd never felt before um and then obviously I joined the cops um and it's one of those nothing really prepares you for it nothing really prepares you for what you're actually going to deal with and how the how that's going to affect you mentally which then obviously impacts you physically and I think that was something that I wasn't prepared for and no amount of training prepares you for um and slowly but surely you you just become not a priority on your list Uh, and that's what I kind of saw I was always the person that was you know I need to see this person I need to do that I need to um you know do this for that person I was never a priority it was always everybody else needs a piece of me so I was working but then on my rest days I was just going you know booking myself up from morning till night I wasn't really planning preparing I had no structure to anything that I was doing um and that was even with Lydia being a PT at the time it was just like I, I wasn't I just wasn't able to cope with the demands of it because I wasn't looking after myself. Um, and then, the job yeah, and the training as well. So at this time, yeah. you weren't working as a PT. You weren't doing anything of that sort of nature. So this is just the job itself was just becoming mm-hmm. like so much, and you were just really dedicated to what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. So it, and and then as I, um, it, it, you kind of get to a point where it's like enough's enough, and I think that's where I'd got to like. I'd got to the point where I was completely and utterly burnt out. Um, I was falling asleep on the on the couch on on my rest days constantly. I'd stopped training or training with a purpose, training intently, training to make myself feel good. It was just like if I did go to the gym, I was ticking a box. If I did, um, you know, and and living off like foods that weren't really optimal to give me enough energy, I was just just doing things to tick a box and. Um, the way I can describe the way I was living, it wasn't really living, it was existing. Um, and it was just like putting one foot in front of the other, you know, eat, sleep, work, repeat, eat, sleep, work, repeat. And that's what I felt like my life was like. Um, and then that's where we decided to do the photo shoot. So I was like, right, I need something that's going to like really give me that 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 goal, that purpose, that right, okay, come on, this is why we're doing it. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, once you start to lay down the foundations and the basics of it all, which is like your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition, the world-class basics that people just kind of forget, that's where you start to feel so much better. And obviously, that's where 
you know, I started to implement those things again because it was stuff that I knew and people that are listening to this now, it's stuff that people already know, but you just often forget to do it. Um, when life takes over, the first thing that you start to neglect is yourself and your health. Um, and you just, you know, forget about all the things that make you feel better. Um, so yeah, I'd started like kind of um, building that momentum uh, started training again properly, getting my nutrition on track, did the photo shoots. And then everyone at work was like, oh, like, what, what are you eating there? Like, oh, that looks good. And, um, oh, you look amazing. Like, and and everyone was like asking me for advice and things like that. And it it got to a point where I was like, I, I might actually do my PT qualification because I want to be able to help these people. Like, there's so many people within the police force and within shift work that need somebody that actually gets how they're feeling. Um, because even though Lydia understands to a degree, I don't think you can fully understand until you've walked a mile in those shoes. Um, until you- I, I can completely relate to that. Sorry to interrupt you. My mum was a ward sister for a long time. So my mum works as a nurse. I mean, this is years ago. Sandra's been retired now for a long time. But my mum on a night shift used to sleep during her lunch break, like her, her, her mm. hour. That's what she would do. She would always have a nap. And so the way she she just couldn't function really very well my mum couldn't but I mean because you've got to and you can relate to this you've got to retrain your brain as well haven't you because you're so used to saying I'm knackered I'm knackered I'm knackered and that's how my mum was my mum lived in a state of knackered for years and years but then to be fair she did have four kids at home as well but yeah. on her lunch break that's what she would do she would get that hour in on her lunch break and then when the time she got home she she didn't have time I haven't got time for anything else I've not got time for anything else because but this is, I'm not going to disrespect my mother in any way. Of course I'm not. She's hilarious. Andrew is. But at the same time, I think if she knew now, you know, sorry, if she'd known then what she knows now, she could have probably tr- sort of used her time a little bit more effectively. But when you, like you just said then, unless you've walked in those shoes, it's very difficult for people like me to comment because I, I can't, do you know what I mean? Because I don't know what it's like when you, when, you know, when you, you know, you're doing this sort of nature of work that you're doing where you don't know where you are probably from day to day and what you're going to face on a day-to-day basis as well. So you've always got to be mentally prepared for that too, I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a lot of my clients that do come to me, they always say um, like they've had PTs in the past or they've had coach in the past and they've tried to like explain and tell them what's going on and, and, quite often they don't actually get it they try to and that's no no disrespect to them as a coach because they're probably an amazing coach um and you know to deal with like gem pop clients and things like that but when it comes to shift work it's such a niche um specific that you need to kind of really really understand the depth of how that person is feeling like they might have just been and cut someone down from a tree um like that you know and and things like that or um you know sudden deaths delivering deaf messages like a lot of the police is deaf <laughs> a lot of what you deal with is deaf um so you've got to have those mechanisms in place you've got to have those coping mechanisms in place for you to actually um live the life that you deserve because otherwise you just live to work like it's as simple as that because your brain's doing overtime and you're being pulled from pillar to post so if you don't give yourself that time and if you don't start to reinvest that time into yourself you will end up broken and that's how I ended up um and and yeah it was you know therapy and and I I went down the, the roots of it all because I knew I had to 
I knew I had to change something. I knew that I couldn't continue living and feeling the way that I felt. Um, and that's where part of the, what led you then to become a PT, was it? So getting to that um, point, you started to go through, you went through some therapy. And there's that when mm-hmm. you decided, you know what, I'm going to help other people at this point. Yeah. So it was um, obviously once I'd started to feel better, better about myself. And once I'd got myself to that, that, that happy place, um, quote unquote, I um, did my PT qualification and then I just started helping people for free at work. Um, so I was like doing the job and it was more like a hobby. <laughs> it was more like I just enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed the fact that people were wanting to better themselves, but it also made like my life easier because if you're on a team full of people that are all eating cakes and donuts and <sighs> mackies and things like that, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> someone give me a break here. Like, <laughs> um, so if, 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 because my like habits were passing on onto other people, it was great because everyone was doing it and people would come and get the steps with me and, oh, let's walk there instead of getting a, getting a, getting a lift over, let's all walk up the stairs and things like that. And people were all doing it together. Um, so yeah, I just started helping people um, helping some of my friends at work. Um, and then eventually I, I started um, doing it like alongside so obviously I had like set hours where I'd work on the gym floor as well as doing the job. Um, and to even think that I was able to get to that point of doing the job alongside another job is just phenomenal in itself, considering where I was before I'd actually like, you know, made yeah. the change that I needed to make because that wouldn't have ever been an option. It would have been like drinking and just sleeping. Well, that's um, it. When you just said then, you know, the, the police is a lot of death. You have to deal with a lot of death. I can imagine if you have to go and tell somebody and give somebody, you know, tell someone that a, a relative has died, you want to just go mm-hmm. home and sort of drown yourself in a family sized bag of Maltesers. Because <laughs> yeah. then, you know, because, and then, but I suppose to get to the point where you think, okay, that's the job. I'm now going to actually go to the gym. So Mm -hmm. you've got to get to a point where I can only imagine that you've got to sort of train yourself to, right, that's that, shut that off. Let's go and do some me time. And sometimes we feel a bit selfish doing that, but actually it's okay to be selfish. And I suppose that's another thing. It's just learning to, like you say, think differently, retrain your brain differently, but also be, don't see selfish as a bad thing. See, it's a good thing because you've got to take time for yourself. And I suppose when you'd got to that point, you were mastering it then. Like you say, you were actually nailing two jobs at one time. Yeah. And I think, is is it the saying, I'll probably butcher this, but like you have to be um selfish in order to be selfless um and actually like put put yourself first and it's something that I speak to my clients about all the time because I think especially cops and shift workers and nurses your job is to serve and protect and as a default of that naturally you don't think about serving yourself you think oh no I I have to do this for everybody else and I have to be there and and serve protect and do everything for other people but they forget that in order to show up as the best version of you you ultimately have to serve yourself first and that took me quite a long time to actually do and after years and years and years of shift work it wasn't until I was in the police that I actually understood that and I think that was obviously through going through therapy and actually realizing that that wasn't anything that I'd ever done and once you start to actually invest that time back into yourself that's where you get more mental clarity and you do actually start to go no do you know what I have to do this for me so I can show up as the best partner the best coach the best police officer the best sister and and so on and so forth and going back to what you just said there about the um 
you know how people deal with tough shifts this is also something that um, I've actually got a reel coming out about this but the tough shift the tough shift habit replacement and quite often what you'll see is people's default coping mechanism is the share bag of Maltesers mm. cracking a beer open slobbing in front of the couch scrolling social media and that is just the habit that they've built over time to deal with those kind of shifts um, and it's about now replacing the habits that they've got. And yes, it's going to require a bit of hard work. And yes, stepping out of those comfy slippers and going, no, I'm actually going to go to the gym and, and deal with this, this stress and this pressure instead. It's not going to be easy. But if the pain is, uh, if the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change, that's where you know you need to actually do something about it. And that's what it was for me. Um, the pain of staying the same was just too much. Um, so obviously making changes yeah it was going to be tough and I knew it was going to be tough but it's always going to be worth it and you know if you ask all my clients now when they initially first start it's like they do doubt themselves they do think am I going to be able to do this like is this for me am I even a gym person Um, and everybody goes through that but you'll never know unless you try and you generated one hell of a following on Instagram you've got thousands of followers now as well so at what point did you take what you sort of said as a hobby which I think is brilliant that you said like oh it felt like a bit of a hobby (laughs) because so many people you were helping so many people but I suppose because you're passionate about it it felt like sometimes when you do something you really love you feel like oh god can I charge for this or not and that's again a woman thing definitely because we feel like that's our nature that we need to look after everybody do you know what I mean so at what point did you think, do you know what, I'm going to turn this into a business? It was actually Lydia that um, that pushed me to do it because I think she'd obviously seen where I'd been and, and what I'd been through in the police. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd come out the other side, but I think she saw that I had so much more passion and fulfilment in actually helping people on the other side um, and helping. I was still serving and protecting, but serving and protecting the people that were forgetting about themselves. Um, and she saw that I was like so much more passionate about that than actually the job. Um, so yeah, she was like, go for it. You need to do it. Hand your notice in. I was like, because <laughs> 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 she's quite fiery, isn't she? Like she's a scouter. Um, and obviously like she, I think I just was confident in the fact that um, you just have this feeling that you're going to be okay. And I just had this feeling that I was going to be okay. Um, and yeah, I think when you know, and you've got that mission and you've got that vision of where, what you want to do and how you're going to do it. I was just like, yeah, you know what, you know, why not? Why not? Because I left on good terms. It was always a case of, well, the door will always be open for you. You have a grace period with the the police anyway. And I mean, they're crying out for officers. So it's not going to be a case that I would never be able to go back into that job. Um, And I think I'm not getting any younger. Um, You know, do it. Just do it. (laughs) That's exactly it. And if you don't do it, you'll just never know. I mean, now, I mean, looking at your Instagram for Grace, if you please do follow, it's the Shift Workers Coach. And actually, I will leave this. I leave all these contact details in the notes as well for the podcast episode um but you can actually reach out to her i hate the word reach out but i love saying it reach out you can reach out and touch grace but your reels are brilliant but also you can uh, obviously with scrolling you can actually connect to lydia's 
Lydia's Lydia PT, I think, isn't she as well? Yeah, Lydia's PT. And Lydia does some amazing reels as well. Oh, she's really good. Do you know what? I was watching Lydia, this is me, watching Lydia's page of the day. And Lydia did something that I just thought, oh, thank God for that. And it was about doing a leg press. And she just she just made it so simple because let's be honest, you know, if you go to the gym, you see some girls doing these maneuvers and these sort of I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'll be honest with you on certain pieces of equipment that benefit no area of the body at all. And she was showing me this showing me. Look at that. I felt so personally touched by it. real Sally get over yourself I was watching this reel and it was like what is she doing and she was so bang on like bang on right she was lying on her back and then you know like the squat bar where we see girls pushing it with their feet pushing it like yeah why do you do this does no benefit to you whatsoever get on a leg press and it was like yeah fucking hallelujah thank god for that it was She's just done so many reels that are absolutely brilliant. It's a, a series called Exercises That Need to Get in the Bin. Um, so there's another, I think she's done 14 so far. So they're all going to be coming out over the next few weeks. But um, they're brilliant. And I think with Lydia's reels as well, she's just talks in layman's terms like there's no oh this angle does this for you and because the gem pop people just want to know why they're doing it and how it's going to benefit them they don't want to know like the ins and outs of the scientific axis points and and things like that like and that's a lot of what you see on social media is like jargon that people don't understand like I understand it so unless you're talking to coaches save it like just tell people like the simple how how to do things and how not to do things. Um, the the two of you obviously you know, to be fair you're a real power couple because not only you're a couple together but you are you can just tell just from looking at both of your pages you just work so well together as well. It's really lovely. And it's so lovely to see you guys have great day hours, like days out together, but then also train together, live together. And you're just, you know, it's it's such an inspiration. And like you just said, then that's absolutely perfect. Lydia doesn't mince her words, does she? She just <laughs> says it the way it is. And that's when I was watching, I was like, that's so good. When she, that's exactly what it was. It was gym moves that need to go in the bin and I was like thank god for Lydia because that is the one thing that's been pissing me off when you see people pushing with the squat bar with their feet I'm like what are you doing oh god there's so many on there I'll be dead honest I don't I'm the sort of person that looks at and think you know when you see someone in the gym doing that you think should I be doing that is that safe yeah and that's what so many people think that's what and that's why she's doing it because like there's so many people that will see someone do something or watch a video and and it's like no you don't need to do that stop over over complicating the process just do it like this um but she did one as well on uh women did you see that one no i'll have a look though you you need to watch that one so it's about um ladies going through more pain than men and um how we can actually push ourselves more in the gym and a few of my clients watched it and they were like yeah I realized that um I wasn't really pushing myself as much and then I watched Lydia's video and I was like yeah I can actually push push myself a little bit more because obviously you know women have like really terrible monthly cycles um childbirth is like the big one like we get areas waxed that really hurt like and if you think about the pain that women go through compared to the pain that men go through it's tenfold um and I think so she put it out there in terms of like you need to push yourself harder in the gym if you can if you can give birth to a child you can you can squat heavier you can push heavier you can get that extra rep um, Brilliant. I'll think- have to look at that one because 
I had a C-section and I couldn't squat for oh God, 12 months. I just, cause I had, yeah. I really, I got really badly damaged as well. I had a big infection in my womb and it was like game over for a long time. So I'm not going to lie. I sat back and ate <laughs> and it's only recently I've started to get myself back into it because that's, this is what happens. We have these cycles, like you said before. So tell me, right, Grace, what do, how do people connect with you and how do you work with clients? Just give us a bit of an idea and a bit of an overview, exactly what you do and how you help people then what, you know, like a day-to-day sort of idea is what your job is. Yep. Uh, so obviously a lot of my inquiries come from Instagram. Um, then uh, in terms of like working with clients themselves, they, have access to me pretty much all the time, unless I'm asleep. <laughs> um, so everything that we do is run on an app called True Coach. And on there, obviously, you have your workout. So everything's tailored to that specific person and their needs and their goals. So, you know, some people want to do marathons, some people want to do pull-ups. There's all different types of goals that people have. Um, but everything is, like, set out and structured for them so that they can go about their week and do the sessions in their own time. And I think that's the big thing when it comes to shift work. It's not like, right, I need you to train at this time on a Monday, this time on a Wednesday, this time on a Friday. It's like, well, there's your sessions. Have a look at your week and do them whenever you can, but make sure that you're structuring it so you get them all in. Um, and then, obviously, we have, like, daily accounting we have um, a weekly full check-in whereby we'll run through the full week see like where where things have um, you know like developed where things have progressed and if there's any additional support that they need Um, and then it's literally like like I speak to my clients pretty much every day um, based on like either them messaging me or I'll message them and and, and we just kind of uh, go and go back and forth throughout the week but I think that's the big thing um that we get back from our clients and the feedback is like the support and the accountability that they get is something that they've never had before and um it's a reason why we don't take on huge like vast amounts of clients because if we did that we wouldn't be able to to be as invested in the clients that we've got um, and then obviously we, we've got a Facebook group so everyone says that's more like a family than just like your average Facebook group there's um education in there but then everyone's really supportive because I think sometimes when you start a fitness journey as such people don't often um get it or like they're like oh what are you doing oh what are you eating what are you going to the gym for uh, there's very select few people that will get it but some people don't um, and when you're surrounded by people that all want you to succeed I think that's where the community aspect of it and feeling like they belong is really important. Um, and as you can see from Instagram, we, we meet up with our clients, like we we, we do like four meetups a year. Um, and then we do, we take them to photo shoots, we take them out for food, uh, we'll train with them. And uh, because I think sometimes with online, it can be very much you know like computer phone and then obviously you'll do the zooms and things like that but I I just think that actual in-person connection is really important as well so um yeah and I think because we run it together like you were saying like it's just so much better because there's more people and you've got two coaches as well um so yeah it just works really well you do diets as well do you do food oh yeah 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 I forgot to mention that but yeah (laughs) yeah no I find it because I think it's fascinating what you do because you're literally helping like you just said then you know I've had loads of PTs in the past but it has been eat here eat then and then train at this time of the day and like you said if you've got a night shift followed by an early afterwards or you know then you've got an afternoon shift it's like you, you just can't and then what happens is 
if you can't hit these goals that are being set for you, you start beating yourself up and then you don't bother doing it anyway. So if it's unachievable, it's just almost like, well, why the fuck, you know, why should I bother? Because I'm only going to make myself feel shit at the end of the day. So I guess what you're doing really is just helping people fit it all in. Oh my God, I am so sorry. I have no idea who's phoning me. I don't even have any, I don't, I don't even have any friends. <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry about that. I just came straight through onto my laptop. I have no idea. I'll sort that one out later oh. on. Cheeky. That used to always happen to me. Um, God, on sorry my, about uh, that. I genuinely don't have any friends. It comes through on your, on your MacBook, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. mine does that. Um, yeah, oh, did you know they probably just wanted to sell me something shit as well, right? So, no, carry on what you were saying. I can't edit that out, I'm just gonna keep it in, Grace. That's yeah, how just, I roll. Just, just <laughs> go with it, yeah. Um, yeah, so with the, the, the nutrition side of things, I'd say a lot of people that come to me just actually want to feel better. It's not about doing a photo shoot, it's not about doing a marathon. Um, but when they get to that point and they start to feel better, that's where we go right, okay, let's talk about more goals. And that's where the goals will come in. But um, going back to the nutrition side of things, when you're just focusing on like fat loss and when you're just focusing on um, feeling better, the only two things that you really need to focus on is your calories and your protein. Um, And I think that's where a lot of um, shift workers, especially, they'll go to like bodybuilding coaches and it'll be like, eat this meal at this time. Uh, you have to have this 120 minutes before and it's like no just if you're hungry just have a squares bar and then go to the gym like it doesn't really matter as long as you get these calories in throughout the day and the give or take five percent on your protein and your overall calories happy days like that is all we need to do um and especially like the, obviously the, the the one bit that i will be very specific with is night shifts because night shift nutrition is is a world of its own um and i never recommend you know eating big meals overnight so that's something that i do speak to my clients about but in terms of like just a day-to-day basis if you are just looking to to lose a bit of fat then you know, you don't have to overcomplicate the process. You really don't. It's only when you start building and if you want to go into like a big gaming phase, that's where your nutrition timing is a little bit more important. But like you'll see these like people saying, oh, you need to have a protein shake 20 minutes after you've trained for yes. muscle protein synthesis. And it's like, not really. Like, it, you know, there is there is uh, research behind it and stuff like that. But when it just comes to wanting to lose fat and feel better about yourself you do not have to worry about that too much um and I suppose what you're trying to do really is a part of your you know your now job role as the shift workers coaches you're just I suppose helping people realize that they do have extra time in their day that you don't have to feel knackered all the time it is a lot of it is mindset don't get me wrong you, you know you can of course be exhausted that's understandable but if you keep telling yourself you're tired you're going to be tired it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it Yes, absolutely. And what you were saying before as well about not actually thinking you have to do everything. So, you know, tick every single box. Um, When it comes to my clients' check-ins, there'll be some that have gone, right, okay, smashed it, done everything, um, managed to get all my sessions in, managed to get my nutrition on point. But then there'll be other clients that, oh, I've only actually managed to do one session this week, but I've kept my nutrition on point. My macros have been this, that and the other. I felt really good. Um, 
and they'll still progress. And to me, that is a perfect example of controlling the controllables because you've not had time to get to the gym because work's been an absolute shit show. Um, but you've gone, do you know what? I can still control what I put in my mouth. Um, yeah. Whereas before, without that accountability, it would have been, oh, well, you know, not being able to get to the gym. So I'm just going to eat a Mackey's and, and not drink my water. And I can't even be asked going for a walk after work. But when like we align these with their goals and have that we have like a daily accountability that ask you for your steps that ask you how much water you've drank a gratitude log at the end of the day it makes you focus on the fact that you might not have been able to be a hundred percent but when when is anyone a hundred percent it's focusing on controlling the controllables and um we talk about becoming one percent better every day so just all you need to do is beat the person that you were yesterday so if you only managed to get a liter of water in yesterday ain't for 1.5 tomorrow if you manage to get 2,000 steps in yesterday aim for 4,000 steps tomorrow and it's that having that reflection every day it really spurs them on for the day after um, and I think that's like really important especially when it comes to shift work because so often they'll throw the towel in because they've not been able to do everything as they want to do it um, but when you break it down into the smaller one percent um, that's where the momentum builds do you know what well, the work that you do is incredible honestly it's, it's incredible and there's so many people like you said from people in the police to nurses to ambulance workers like my cousin Gemma she's an ambulance she works in the ambulance team so many people are doing shift work that they feel like they get on that treadmill and that's it that's their life but I suppose what you're doing is it's just helping people because you are walking you're walking proof do you know what I mean you're living proof that you've got to take these little pockets of time and you've just got to, if you're willing to, because I suppose people have to be willing to change that you can actually make it so much better for yourself and love your job, love your job, yeah. but at the same time, love your life as well. Grace, how can people connect with you then? So you said, so it's the shift workers coach, which is on Instagram. And then yeah. what was your Facebook um, group called? Um, so the Facebook's a private community. Um, okay. So that's for clients only. Um, okay. But if you if if people go to my Instagram, there's a link to I've got two two different program offers that that I have. Obviously, I've got my one to one coaching, and then I have a Kickstarter that runs four times a year. Uh, so the Kickstarter is not one to one, but it's group coaching. So people um, that again they've got a community. Um, it's a it's a kind of downgraded service from my one to one. So it's everything that you get with one to one without the one to one support. Um, so it's basically just to give people that kickstarter to um, start building the 1% again and get some structure with the gym and get some structure with the nutrition and, and actually be surrounded by, again, people that want them to succeed. So, um, yeah, the next intake for that's January. So the best way to connect with you at the moment is to go straight through to your Instagram. And then is that link in your bio? Is yeah, it? so it's in the bio. There's there's two links in there and the podcast that I've done are on there as well. So we'll get this one added to that. <gasps> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I am honestly so I've completely been hooked for the last 40 minutes. I've literally been hooked. Everything that you've said is amazing. You know, the work that I can't even imagine you at uh, size 20. I can't even imagine oh, you. As a size I'm going to tag you in one of my reels so you can see it. Yeah, uh, because I've got I've got photos of me that people get out like family and go, oh, look at fat Sal, look at fat Sal. And I think, 
do you know what I look at that girl and I don't even recognize her like you probably yeah. feel like that with yourself mm-hmm. don't you and yeah, yeah. I live that I walked in those those incredibly large trousers with the elasticated waists <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's but, mad isn't it like, yeah, yeah, yeah I imagine going back to that place no and at the time I used to convince myself that I was happy I would go oh, no I'm mm-hmm. so happy I'm so happy but actually I was so when you said it then about going on holiday earlier when you said you were going on to Zante with Tish that is every dread that I had was I would never be able to put a bikini on ever. I would never have been able to do that. I would just because of self-confidence. And I know now we live in a world where everyone's like, oh, just get everything out and, you know, just be happy with your body. I'm sorry, but it just didn't happen for me. That it just it wasn't the way that I was sort of functioning at the time. And it's not me as a person either. So the one thing that I do, you know, that I definitely know for a fact works for me is once I get off my ass and I get my body moving, I'm in a much better place, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, physiology. Everything. Yeah, thank you so much for your time today. I know that you're a busy lady and you've got to jump on literally another Zoom call within 10 minutes. So um, Grace, I will leave all of the details for you to contact and connect with Grace. And I'll probably leave Lydia's in there as well in the show notes. Yeah. Just so people can connect with Lydia too. But make sure that you follow both the ladies. They are so incredible with the work that they do. Their reels are hilarious. Not just <laughs> funny, but very informative as well. And I love the way that you sort of, like you say, you relay information because it really does. It's like a light bulb moment. And it's, yeah, it's great. Thank you so much for your time today, Grace. I really appreciate you coming on. No, it's been amazing. Thank you. Right. If you're not already, follow me with at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum on Instagram. I will make sure that I leave all of that, those details in the show notes, wherever platform you're listening on. Just make sure that you click and scroll down and then you can connect with Grace. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.